it meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could die. This concept was so cool. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. That thing, they had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. That thing, they had to believe it. future cast and we have finished age of apocalypse we finished the fight and now we are yeah. uh, going to discuss we got some some feedback we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our overall feelings of the uh crossover event and um but gary we since we've recorded these all in a batch you just mentioned the justice league have you seen any of that stuff about like rocksteady making that justice league suicide squad game like the batman guys all I know is that they're doing it. I haven't seen anything else about it other than that it's extant. Yeah, they're, it's, it's supposed to all of the details, not all of the details, but like more details this weekend. And I think some stuff is just leaked. Not not any not anything about what the game actually is, just that it's like Suicide Squad and Justice League. And like, I like those Batman games a lot. I, I just don't have any faith in any of these developers to have like, to be able to do multiple powers within one game and have it like feel consistent in any kind of way. Feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a lot I'll, of the, I'll let them try. I watched a lot of that Avengers like, game stream via stream this weekend and it looks like garbage. See, that was your first mistake. You just got to go in blind uh, <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know whether they'll do it or not. Like, I like those developers, the the Batman people. I'm like, just I'm curious. Yeah, so. Um, that's where I'm at. I just, I just so. superhero video games, man. Like, I, 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 I don't know how they're not better. Like, we've gotten some really good ones yeah. over the years, but like, it's shocking that they're not. But like, that should be the ultimate combination, and it just, it always feels a little disappointing. It's weird. There have not been very many good ones. Exactly. You know. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh. You know. I'm. I'm in the mood for another Batman game, and Arkham Knight showed me that they don't need to do Batman anymore. Yeah. Definitely. You know. So I'm definitely down for them doing something different. Uh, and Suicide Squad is not like the movie I don't care about, but the old 70s or like 80s comics, the John Astra Ostrander run mm-hmm. is really good. I haven't read any of um, I actually haven't read much DC at all, but I haven't, especially haven't read anything from that era. I'd be kind of curious to go into that and see, check it out sometime maybe. Um, it's good. Like that, that specifically John Ostrander, uh, Suicide Squad is like a, a well-regarded classic for a reason. Like it's a very good comic. I really wanted to like that newer Harley Quinn movie a lot better than I did. And it was just okay. I, I, I haven't watched it. Yeah. It was, I have a hard time with Harley Quinn. People keep explaining to me that she's good actually. And I just, uh, <sighs> I don't know. There's something about the Joker's girlfriend that I, I have a hard time getting past that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's dumb. And, and like, I think the, the thing, cause the entire character hinges upon that relationship and which is kind of disappointing because like even the cartoon which is really funny and good is a lot about her relationship with the joker like you just can't have the character without the joker and i'm i don't really need to have the joker like it's fucking 2020 like no. i don't i don't I do not need the joker in my life yeah not at all you know we've we moved past the joker 
think. But, but we have not uh, moved past the Joker Cinematic Universe, the JCU. And I'm yes, very the excited JCU. about the JCU. Uh, speaking of moving past the Joker, the Age of Apocalypse barely had any Joker in it at all. What? What was up with that, man? Do you think, what was the Joker <laughs> doing when Xavier died? Like, what was happening? Yeah, like, how, how did he react? How did 70s New York Joker God, all of react those, when Xavier All of died? those, like, Marvel DC crossovers were so dumb, and I just ate them up like fucking candy, dude. I just couldn't yeah, stop man. it. Yeah, Magneto and the Magnetic Men. <laughs> Match um, made in heaven. <laughs> the, uh, uh, so Age of Apocalypse, we, we re- reread it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, what do you have with it? It's 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 big and it's it's messy uh, and it's overall extremely good. I think I um I mean maybe extremely is a little too much. It's x extremely good. I'll make that distinction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I ended up really really liking it. Like I think it's fun that they got to play with those characters. I think it's fun that they got to get a little crazy with it. The execution is very in your face '90s style, which I think today it works a little less on me. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. but in some cases, it, it actually really, really worked for me. Uh, I think it's just you know a crossover of this size with a publishing house like Marvel. It's always going to be messy, um, but like it got me in the end. Like the the emotional payoff was there in X Men Omega enough for me to have justified reading twenty however many issues that we read forty fifty issues of comics. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't pay, you know, $4 each for all of this stuff. And I, I probably did as a kid. I know I read most of this stuff as a kid, but, um, I, I think nowadays I would be way less likely to, to get into this as it was happening. I'd always want to read it after the fact. So, yeah, that, that's a big change in how I like consume media in general. Yeah. Do you, you know, the, uh, when they were doing the first big collections of this, they were roughly 25 bucks a piece. Yeah. So it was like a hundred bucks to get the whole thing which I remember doing like in my mid twenties uh, out of nostalgia. But I think they was thinking like, I, I do think this is really above average for like nineties X-Men crossover, mm-hmm. you know, like this reads better than your, your failings covenants or what have you. Um, and it's a real weird thing where like, we didn't plan it for this, but this came at exactly the time that I needed it because I needed something incredibly unchallenging. Yeah. Um, like this hit the spot, like sitting down to do work for the podcast was always really fun because I was like, man, I'm going to turn off my fucking brain and watch X-Men punch, Yeah, you know, or, and or, that's not all I want out of or watch comics, the Hulk try you know? to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or watch the Hulk get, you know, angry at a one Stacy for some reason. Um, the, that's not all I want out of X-Men or anything like, it, you know, new X-Men I think is like in terms of art, is so much better than this. Yes. Like mm-hmm. there are themes to it. Like they're, you know, it, it's literary uh, to a degree. This doesn't have that, but uh, I had tons of fun with it and just the banging action figures together. Yeah, me too. Kind of way, like pretty consistently. Um, and the other thing that like really struck me on reread is how big of a golf there is between like the best and the worst comics of this. Like, I don't know if it's just because of me, but uh, this time around, I was much more interested in like factor X and weapon X as, as comics. Yeah. Like the kind of side stories end up being my favorite stuff. Me too. Yeah. I really like factor X probably overall was my favorite out of all of this. Like the gambit in the externals, I thought was really like a fun X-Men book, right? Like it's a, it's full of adventure. Uh, factor X was, you know, like a lot of the relationship between havoc and Cyclops and even how that ended up being with Jean gray and Logan and weapon X, like all of that stuff I thought was super good. And 
Like there was there like especially in Weapon X, there was a little morality to it of, you know, that Logan thinking that they had to do this and still feeling like a shitbag about it. Like there was there was a little bit of yeah. interest there. Like there was a little, some some gray stuff that they were working with and not just, hey, there's <laughs> Sugar Man is here and he wants to kill what young girls you got. So Yeah. Well even that story ended up being like I also feel like Generation Next like might be my second favorite one because of the end. Yeah. The, the Colossus um, stuff at the end really fucking nails that, right? Like that the yeah. payoff on that is really good. And it, and it works because up until that point, it's like a really goofy book, you know, like, like it's weird to, to praise Scott Lobdell as a writer, but I feel like that was actually like pretty deft, like doing this like goofy heist and then having like, no, no, this is actually absolutely horrific. Like this is, you know, this version of apocalypse or Colossus is so dark that he's going to do something totally horrible. Yeah. Um, end up really liking that. Me too. You know? Um, yeah. So those were really good. The X-Men stories were fine. Generally. Like with the mainstream X Men, mm-hmm. Fighting Abyss and Holocaust were fine. Like a lot of fine stuff. Like, you know, X Universe and X Men Chronicles really sucked, but those are the only things I thought like absolutely sucked the stars from the sky, really. The uh um, X Men, I think, is yeah, is is yeah. a real weak link in this in this stuff. But just because and we, we we talked about it when we talked about the issues, but like your character focus is on this like brash teenager who looks like he's twenty six, like I'm watching fucking Riverdale and like yeah. none of the supporting characters were interesting or really even stuck around for a long time. Like Sauron was there and he had a gun. Like I just don't under, or like Mysterio was there. Like it just, a lot of it just did not yeah. make sense. And I, up a siren. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and being there, and it's for as much as they like said that he would be this all powerful mutant. He does go toe to toe with apocalypse at the end and goes toe to toe with the Holocaust, but he doesn't like, like we, I was expecting him to like destroy a city, right? Like I thought that dude was going to be so powerful he couldn't contain it. Like they were the X Men were going to have to fuck with X Men at some point. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, the reason why you thought that is because the the X Men story led you to believe that by having this whole thing about Forge being like, you know, you can't give into your rage. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, though, go into your rage like crazy. Yeah, just rage out. Bro. Like Forge was wrong. <laughs> you know, it is a really thematically like messy book and like got more annoying as it went on i felt like like initially it was kind of fun because it was such an unusual setup and then got kind of obnoxious yeah um so cool fun little event um before we get into your your feedback just because this will segue nicely we are going to take a break from long stuff yes uh for for a while uh, we have a, we have our next big long thing chosen uh but we're gonna do little some minis uh before that so uh, the first thing we're going to do is days of future past yeah um that's a two issue arc which i always forget about but the original story is two issues uh really strange real quick uh and I, re- I remember when i was doing my recent reread like this comes out of fucking nowhere like you are reading yeah, normal yeah. x-men stuff and then you buy the next issue and it's like all of the x-men are dead it's fucking wild yeah yeah it's it, it was a really innovative at the time yeah, absolutely um as a thing absolutely um so we're gonna do that uh, then we are going to do uh, Deadly Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, which is the uh, Brubaker um, story about the team that Xavier sent before he sent the, the giant size X-Men team. Yes. Um, this ended up having, uh, this was a huge thing. We, we basically want to jump around time periods and get out of the 90s. So this was a uh, the 2000s uh, crossover, late 2000s. This is basically is what gave birth to Vulcan ended up shaping the x-men line for quite a while and doing a lot of space stuff yeah um you know solve the the third uh summer's brother mystery Finally. um 
Finally, Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, and to it's everyone really, X. everyone really loved it when that happened too. Um, yeah, I like Deadly Genesis. I, I remember I read it on like one of my return to comics. It was like, oh, this is you know, like a, it's kind of a self-contained story. I'd be kind of curious what happens, and it's really, really good. Like, and it's got a twist ending, and I like twist endings. So, yeah, I'm really excited to reread it. I haven't read it since it came out, mm-hmm. but uh, I dig it. And then that's only seven issues to make it a nice even eight. Uh, we're gonna do X Men number one. Yes, the original X Men number one from the sixties. From the sixties, yeah. Because just to get a little taste of that old Silver Age stuff, just to kind of go through it, I'm real excited to do that. We're not going to be doing the whole series. Like, I don't think that anybody oh, wants no. us to go through any oh, of oh, that no. stuff. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 uh, yeah, not in a million years. Like th- those are bad comics. Yes, uh, the sixties, uh, you know, sixties Fantastic Four is like kind of fun, you know. Uh, but sixties X Men was not super good. Yeah uh for quite a while like x-men didn't get good until chris claremont came around really yeah um Um, but that first issue is a self-contained story and it's kind of fun to make fun of so to to, Uh, so that's the idea to recap it's two issues of days of future past um it's five issues of deadly genesis and then one issue of original x-men number one all of that stuff should be available on a um on marvel unlimited or at your local mm-hmm. comic book shop, as people like for us to remind other folks. Um, so mm-hmm. definitely go read all of that, check it out. That's about a month worth of content for us. And then um, towards the end of that, we'll, we'll announce what our next big long series that we're going to be covering. And I'm super excited for it. We just don't want to talk about it yep. yet because we want people to focus on what we're about to do and not like to go jump into stuff like two months ahead of time. Yeah. Or like be like, don't do that. Or that, yeah, yeah. We don't need your, yeah. we don't need your feedback. Uh, and we, <laughs> as we talk about your feedback episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we we do need your feedback. We just need it at one specific place. Yeah. Um. If uh, and if it turns out we decided like, hey, we're really digging this, doing smaller stories. We also want to give ourselves the ability to be maneuverable mm-hmm. a little bit. So if we decide we don't want to go into the next big thing, even though I do want to go into the next big thing, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it is a very consistent, uh, big thing. It's something I've reread many times. Yes. Gary's going to give it away um, if he keeps talking it. about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, it rhymes with mech stream dex can. Wow. That's, that rhymes with a lot uh, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's not extreme X-Men. Uh, which when I was, when we were, I was just Googling to give me ideas for stuff to cover after this. Uh, a lot of people like that fucking book. It shows up on a lot of like best X-Men stories things. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Uh, extreme X-Men was really horrible. I wish, I wish we, as a culture, like we could get over best and worst list. Like I hate, I fucking despise doing like game of the year, movie of the year stuff. Like I don't, I don't like ranking things generally in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, I just, I wish that I could Google like most interesting X-Men stories and have like a, like someone give me a, a list of that and like have it be good. But instead it's like, you yeah. know, the comic book resources group had a vote and this is the top yeah. 50 best. And like when you and I were looking at that, like one of the storylines was professor Xavier is a jerk. And I'm like, that's just a panel. Yeah. It's not a story. Yeah, it's, like, what are we talking about? Like everybody not. likes the panel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So I, I agree. I would love to find a better resource for that. Yeah. Um, my marvelous year, year will probably have some stuff on that. If, uh, but they're going year by year. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the feedback. Sure.
Uh, do you want to tell us what Riley says? Riley from email says, uh, my favorite scene in Age of Apocalypse was a conversation between Bishop and Magneto. Where Magneto admits that he doesn't know if he'll be able to reset the timeline, given it will erase his son from existence, asking Bishop to get off his case and give him one last night, give them one last night together. To Bishop, this is a barren reality. Everything feels less to him, but for Magneto, this is the real world. Charles is his son. Everything that he felt and experienced is real. It's a great scene from this kind of comic because very often they can just treat alternate universes as more expendable and their inhabitants' experience as less valid. Uh, totally agree. Like any of this time, any mm-hmm. of the times that Magneto was like worried about, you know, like I'm going to have to sacrifice my entire life and all of these relationships that I have. Like anytime he was talking about that, I thought that was really interesting. And they didn't like belabor it too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't mostly about uh, having to waste all the money he already spent on thyroid medication for his ever-changing son. Exactly. Yes. You know, <laughs> for his weird uh, adult child. Um, yeah. For questions, oh. if you could replace one six months, I should let you. Do you have any comments on that? I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Probably should. No, 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 I, I just agree. Okay. Like, I also think that's a really good scene. Um, also, for questions, if you could replace one six one six X Men character with their Age of Apocalypse counterpart, who would it be? That's a good question uh thinking about that uh my instinct is to say angel because he would be dead but that seems just mean-spirited <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to think yeah, of very nice <laughs> think of a um, second one we wouldn't have archangel and stuff yeah yeah you're right there's some, there's some good archangel should, i guess we should keep angel around so he can tear apart his personality and, and his body at the same time and become archangel yeah, yeah. we need to keep him around to be tortured yeah, <laughs> seems worth it worth worth as the teens say um yeah i um, i'm trying to think of like any of the main x-men um who are better in this version yeah and i don't i don't really think so I don't, like I, I, it, you, hmm. yeah it's difficult um exodus is definitely cooler in this than he is in, and he doesn't do very much in this but he's pretty lame in the 616 i think uh but that doesn't really count because he's like a villain yeah um quicksilver is know. pretty much quicksilver storm pretty much feels like storm um, Quicks- i think quicksilver is way worse in age of apocalypse like in in the 616 he's like a real asshole yeah. and it's good um, they didn't do much with her, but like the angry shadow cat is, is kind of a vibe that I can get behind. But also I think they, they kind of deal with some of that in like more modern X-Men stuff. Like she gets a little pissed off at everybody. So maybe, maybe that already exists to a, to a degree. Um, yeah, man, this is, this is kind of tough. This is ends up actually being like way harder. Cause it's fun to see those characters, but like, I wouldn't give up my dazzler for that dazzler. No. Or that, who or, also didn't appear in the last comic for some reason. Yeah, who? <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> she <laughs> I didn't even die. Um, you know, you know who, what I might, I got, I got an answer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say havoc because when havoc is a hero, like I like havoc for dumb teenager reasons. He's a hero though. He just ends up kind of being worse Cyclops a lot of the time. Like him going full villain makes a lot of sense. Uh, and him being having like being defined by this uh, inferiority complex instead of it being something that he gets over for long periods of time and then writers just choose to invoke whenever they want to, uh, I think would have been better. So I'm going to say Havoc. Okay. I like Havoc. Um, man, I'm I'm still kind of struggling. So I may just I just may just either stick with Angel or, or, or piggyback on your Havoc. Um, yeah. Because, man, like most piggyback most of the Havoc. most of the actual heroes don't either they're not dramatically different or they're they're just kind of annoying because they're so different yeah and it's like a lot of them are straight up downgrades like i'm not going to give up cable for x-man no fuck that shit you know like there's you know i'm not going to give up 
Fords for weird, like whatever that for Ford theater Ford Fords. No, thank you. Theater Fords, like I fucking yeah. You know, where there's a real God. Can there. you imagine if Th- Fords getting real into Hamilton and just like singing it a lot? <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's yeah, like Ford style it down. Um, yeah. Um, like, I mean, Sauron has a gun, so maybe we could just give him a gun in six one six and call it a day, <laughs> right? Like that seems pretty cool. What if Sauron yeah. but gun? Yeah, the Nation of Apocalypse gun. That's a good, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Uh, local Emma Frost stand one eight six asks. Uh, congrats on the end of another fun arc. I've enjoyed reading along with y'all, and I'm excited to see what you do next. You reignited my interest in actually reading about the X Men rather than experiencing them vicariously through the podcast. I picked up some books that are Mister Sinister heavy because I need more of that sweet, sweet, creepy looking geneticist after this season. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Um. Anyways, we all know why I'm here. Get ready for Fuck, Mary Kill, Age of Apocalypse Edition. Your options are Holocaust, Dark Beast, and Sugar Man. Rough options. Rough options. Um, I am going to immediately kill Holocaust. Yeah, Holocaust seems like I don't want to marry him or fuck him. Yeah. How would you fuck him? How, I mean, uh, <laughs> I guess you'd start with the treads on the feet and then work your way up. Yeah, you get a foot job. From uh, I mean, his, what if, his little like uh, like bulbous arm, his left arm, it has like holes in it. So, I mean, you could pres- yeah. presumably like, put a finger in there or something. But you and all your friends can also like get down. Yeah, yeah. That's that. what I'm here for. Get, get out of the I guess I would, I guess I would marry Dark Beast um, out of the options between the two because I just... Like Sugar Man seems like he'd be good for a role in the hay, but like Dark Beast, like it's gonna be an adventure. Yeah. I, I, I think you could also say the opposite as well. True. I, I think I'm gonna go just to be the opposite, because uh, I think the Dark Beast to marry him, uh, he's a little too like long term evil. Okay. And Sugar Man is is like, you know, at least you know what you're getting. Like he's not deceptive. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know Dark Beast is gonna like want a gene pool at the house, right? Like, we're gonna have to figure that yeah. out. Like, we're gonna have to figure out how to drain the gene pool every once in a while to clean it. Like, I know, like, we're gonna have to do some work, me and me and Dark Beast. You know yeah. what I'm saying for our long term plans? Like, if we're gonna stay in South Louisiana, like, are we are we sure? Like, coastal erosion is pretty bad. Like, do we need to go to Arkansas? Like, we're gonna have to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where do we where, where do we want to put this gene pool if we want to be able to access this gene pool long term? <laughs> I guess Sugar Man would be a mystery because we know he's a bad guy. Yeah. But also, like, if you married Sugar Man, you'd, you'd, like, you'd go to the wedding and it'd be, like, the bride side and the groom side. And his side would be all full of, like, Frankensteins and shit. I mean, that would be pretty dope. <laughs> be kind of, See them on the dance floor, fun. dude? Come on. What? what? Yeah. That'd be super <laughs> like, good. Yeah. But you shouldn't ma- so I think you I'm, should, I'm going to fuck Dark Beast. <laughs> you shouldn't marry people just for the wedding, though. That seems a little wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an expression. It does, right? <laughs> like, man, he really just married him for the wedding. <laughs> Did, did I just teen Vogue somebody? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> as long as we can agree, both agree that we kill Holocaust. Though. Yes, absolutely. Cause that guy, that guy fucking sucks. hundred uh, percent. Not in for that. Um, Jake writes in and they say, um, do you think this is their actual Twitter handle? Kreko and Mimosa? Probably not. Huh? <laughs> I hope so it's a good Twitter handle. It's a if it good is. Twitter handle. If so, Jake, I'm going to give you some props on that. Yep. That's them. That's them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> extremely cool okay good good job and thank you for letting us dox you um <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. It's, it's been an absolute delight to listen to y'all talk about age of apocalypse during these quarantine times if y'all are ever hungering for some x-men evolution style machuism check out x-men age of apocalypse from 2005 it has to be one of the most uninspired comic book follow-ups it basically makes the AO, aoa universe identical to the may 
excuse me, the main Marvel Universe. As an added bonus, is written by Akira Yoshida, the fake Japanese writer that's currently editor-in-chief yep. at Marvel. C.B. Spilewski made up to write comics under it's so shit wow i did not know any of this drama you not know about i that? did not he yeah, faked issue- being a <laughs> japanese person yeah he made up a writer named akira uh, <laughs> yep named akira yoshida uh it, it, it's it's seems- like 10th level weeaboo shit that seems bad like, it, yeah it's it's really bad uh but he's he's you know uh did not like he had consequences, but he didn't lose his job. So, oh, good. Uh, but but yeah. apocalypse. Think of the consequences. All in my plan <laughs> to become Marvel editor in chief. To become Akira Yoshida. Uh, Akira, um, like man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's no good. It's real no good. That's not good. I did not know about that. Yeah. Um, I'm sometimes I'm really glad I don't like. Like I, I get probably too much news about like video games in my life, um, and like Souls games specifically because I've got such a tie to that that kind of community and everything. But sometimes I'm just like, like that Cello uh, X Men theme, X Men animated series theme cover came out this week, and mm-hmm. like four people added us about it. A bunch of people talked about it in Slack mm-hmm. and got posted several times. And like I get some of that, but some like general Marvel news just misses me completely, and I'm kind of happy about that. Like the less the less yeah. I know about Marvel yeah. is probably the better off I'm going to be. I, I had a, a very intense moment about this uh, with video games where like there was some kind of, there was some drama. They don't want to just know there's some video game drama, no more hints. Uh, and I just, I had the, uh, the realization, like, I am so glad that I exhibit this weird little lonely corner of this and don't actually belong to any community. You know, <laughs> like we have our own community, but I'm not like, there are people who like I get along with, like I'm friends with the Retronauts guys and stuff. I like them. But there's no like drama. There's no scene. Like when something like this happens, like I hear about it, but I don't have to like have a take on it. Yeah. You know, I get to go, oh, okay. I mean, that's and never stopped you before, to... but yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> well, like, but even my video game shit, like most of my takes are about games. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. about like, People. oh, this person did this, you know, oh, what's Kotaku up to? You know, I just kind of leave that alone. And it's, it's not that I think people shouldn't do that. I think they should. But I'm really glad I'm not like mired in it and expected to be part of like that part of of any of these scenes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah. we are very, very happy with, with the Monster of the Week podcast. We like we are tangentially related to that fandom, and um, it's mm-hmm. like that. That's a, a really really intense fandom with like some like huge drama that goes on on a regular basis, both like about the TV show, about the actors, about you know whether or not such and such is okay, and all this other stuff, and um we get a lot of feedback just because people say like, you know, you guys were the first people we listened to that did not talk about any of that. Like we did, like you're just talking yeah. about the show and I'm like, yeah, that's because we only care about the show. Like that, all that stuff actively makes the thing that we're looking at worse. And um, it's amazing how positive, like being involved in those communities can be. And also extremely negative at the same time, depending on what the community is. And it's just, it boggles my mind that like as a group, we can get together and be like, this thing is cool. Well, yeah, but this thing about it is what makes it cool. And it's that it's exactly that. I can't remember that dude's name that does the videos, but like, well, I love this thing. I really fucking oh, like yeah, this per- thing. Like it's, yeah, it's that. Prezi D. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, People like this thing. Yeah. People who exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But man, like I just, sometimes I'm just really glad that, you know, some of this stuff just completely misses me and I don't, I don't get involved with it. So, um, yeah, same. Like I, I am. I knew about this, but I didn't, and I'm not saying it's not bad. Like, of course it's bad. I was just happy that like, 
I wasn't in the absolute middle of all of the anger around it. Yes. I read it and I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's real shitty. That's, I don't really want to support that. Dude. That's my experience, like, right? Like I just read this and went, that's yeah. real fucked up. Like I don't, I kind of feel weird about yeah. paying Marvel for anything. Like I, you know, but I, Hey, yeah. you know, um, Jake finishes it up and says, looking forward to whatever y'all cover next. Now, not sure if it's been recommended before, but uncanny X force by Rick Remender it might be a natural one for y'all to hit up at some point. It follows up on a lot of the things for both Morrison's run and the AOA. I really, really like Rick Remender and all of the X stuff that he's done. I've read Uncanny X-Force. It's reading, like picking up like that number one or whatever you started. I think it's a number one um, was fucking bizarre to me because I had no idea what was going on with any of those characters. And like, that's where I found out about Vampire Jubilee and Baby Ap- baby Sinister or Baby Apocalypse or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kid Apocalypse. Yeah, like there's all kinds of weird yeah. shit going on, but it's still like really, really good. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So definitely, it's, it's definitely been recommended, but also it's also been recommended by me. So yeah, I, we're not doing it next, but I am interested in it. Yes. So I will. I've been reading comics before bed um, and I will pop that onto my uh, saved like homepage. Yeah. Because uh, this is the like second or third recommendation I've heard from it in a pretty short period of time. So I've never read it. It was during a period I wasn't really reading comics. Sure. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, Brian says, uh, I was really hoping you guys would talk about how Cyclops blew Wolverine's hand off while you were discussing the claws were in his wrist the whole time reveal. When I was a kid, I remember thinking it did not make sense because of adamantium, as we all know, is indestructible. Wouldn't there just be a weird skeleton hand hanging off the wrist cam? (laughs) Uh, I've been wondering about this for 20 years. Imagine him rolling around like that for four issues. Maybe he asked Magneto to melt the skelly hand and get rid of it for him, which would be a nice sidekick side story which would be a uh, sick side story i think yeah, I, six story. I love it yeah, six side story yeah. <laughs> uh, make a cool chain or something <laughs> to give rogue <laughs> i'd also like to hear your thoughts on colossus's pubes as okay. i often wonder if it must turn into a hard shell like his hair uh thanks for the good work i appreciate the show during my commute i um uh, he shaves we, we did mention how weird it was that he didn't lose his hand i just want to point that out yeah yeah we did I, we, we, we did didn't get into that. like dangling skeleton hand or anything um no 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 i wish we had but i'm uh you know. i'd be curious like i think the thing that they probably just even thought they probably even thought about but they just didn't have time for is like oh like they left that hand at you know on, at the pins and like dark beast has it now and what could dark beast do yeah, with like yeah. a weird metal skelly hand maybe that's how we get wolverine that you know what i'm saying oh yeah maybe but that, 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 that dude didn't have it. claws though he was just named wolverine so probably yeah. not never mind never he, he had like weird like he had blades on his uh his forearms yeah. in a way that would make it impossible to sit in a chair with arms and, and clearly no healing factor as we so yeah, no yeah i guess not yeah. um uh you could just had it floating in a in a background shot exactly factor x yeah. i would you know 100 percent into you know, that yeah yeah because because wolverine you could cut off wolverine's hand like the way it's bones are weird man because there's like space between them yeah yeah you know like uh you could you could definitely cut off any part of wolverine you just have his skeleton there and that happens i think in the comics it grows back with adamantium and that's fucking weird yes you know because there was that Wolverine uh, versus the Hulk comic that was like super slow where the Hulk tears his head off and like throws it and he just grows himself back from the head. Yeah. yeah. And then like it has adamantium. It's real fucked up. Yeah. Where'd the, where'd the adamantium come from? I don't know. Why'd they have the bull? Akira. Why'd they have the bull? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, on the matter of Colossus's pubes, uh, I also think it probably turns into a little like pube fro like his hair does. Sure. You know, yeah, his hair turns into one big solid piece like a Lego like figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I bet you it's like a Lego man's hair, but for pubes. Do you think the first time that he turned into a metal guy, um, he just had like a full crazy bush and he was like, that metal was like sticking out the pants to the point it was uncomfortable. And like since then, he's been real, real careful about trimming down there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know enough about Russia. Like, I don't know if that's, that was in style <laughs> at sure. the time. Like, whether. <laughs> What is, yeah. I, mean, I know the guy's Russian, but like, do you think, okay, so you're saying that he would like talk to some people around him and we're like, you guys, you guys manscape or what? And they were like, no. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't know if, if like Russian guys in the seventies, like whether they had big Bush or not, you know, that's the, the main thing I'm thinking about. So if you know, write in, <laughs> please write in. Like if you're <laughs> also like just, you know, Russian guys in the eighties and nineties today, like did the whole radio station treatment on it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just write in. Look, I'm looking to meet Russian guys. Um, the, uh, I'm not looking to meet Russian guys. I've only met a couple of Russian dudes and the one I met was super scary. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the one I spent the most time with. My, all of my real ex- drunk and angry. All of my experience with Russian dudes were drunk, angry and wanting weed. And I'm like, I don't have, yeah. I don't have anything that you want. My friend, those dudes know how to party and I do not. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. from Twitter, um, Adam wearing a mask and dethroning God at, Adam with a bunch of underscores in him, and I'm not going to count those, uh, tweeted at us mm-hmm. and says, God damn it. Why did you have to remind me of that awful get over it song by the Eagles? I had successfully blocked all, all of that hell freezes over reunion album out of my memory. And now it's all back. Fuck. Uh, I just want to, you guys should thank me. I downloaded a copy of that song and it uh, decided mm. not to put it in the podcast. Although I did put us talking yeah. about it and left all of that in where I read the lyrics to Gary. So well done. Yes. yes. You're welcome. Everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well done. Uh, yeah, I had not thought about that thought either, that song either, but I was able to forget it because of Hellworld. Yes. So I immediately thought about uh, just how horrible uh, everything is. Um, finally, uh, our final response, Miguel, comma, covered with scorpions. Very good, Very good Miguel. Good. Um, uh, says, a couple years ago in a bout of depression, I decided to read every X book from the 60s to the 2010s. Age of Apocalypse really is an oasis of its decade and basically the only particularly readable thing in between Alan Davis's Excalibur run and Morrison coming in to make the X-Men decent again. Also, I just want to bring up X-Men Legends 2, still my favorite of the Marvel Diablo clones, a treasure trove of obtuse and obscure X characters, and where I personally was introduced to Sugar Man, a truly life changing <laughs> experience. P.S. They did a set of Age of Apocalypse uh, Marvel Legends. Yeah, uh, they did. Those are the new ones, but they also had a couple of the old ones back when I was collecting the toys. Yeah. I had uh, Sabretooth and uh, Weapon X. I don't know what it is form. about the, all of that stuff. Like, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, I just it just like i look at it and i'm like okay and then like our slack loses them our mind their mind about it and i'm like okay cool yeah and it's really we just got a couple toy boys in the slack it, it's 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 not very many people look it, i, I don't want to call the yokai and chris out specifically by name but if you're gonna make me okay <laughs> um hopefully i said i, I want toy boys i yeah I, I i look at the toys um I used to be a toy man i i think they still look cool i keep up with that that line but i don't buy them i just want to know what's coming out um the uh i also love x-men legends too mm-hmm. uh watch out for fireballs episode 50 i think uh wow. we chose a nice important game for a nice big round number or maybe it's episode 75 uh, <laughs> good, good, it's like the what did you have we... to sacrifice to cole to get that <laughs> no we just forgot that it was a round nice round number oh, okay <laughs> it's nice. like uh it's like all of our round numbers are like castlevania 3 you know the sims it's all like big games and then it's uh 
Yeah, I want to say um, episode 100 of this podcast, like we didn't even, because of the way we record now, we didn't even acknowledge that it was happening. And it was just like a random issue of New X-Men. Like it's just a, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, cool. we didn't even, like we don't, we don't even talk about it because we don't do episode numbers anymore. So yeah. Um, I love X-Men Legends too. I am due for a replay of, of those. I've got the PSP version is how I want to try to play it. They remastered those. Is that right? Did they, what did they put? No, they, they remastered the, uh, ultimate, the ultimate alliance, alliance games. games. That's what it was. That's why, which are also good. Yeah. Like those are also, they're just like less X-Men yeah. more, more Avengers, but like a bunch of X-Men are in it. So I really, those are cool. Also, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I just hadn't thought about X-Men legends for a minute. Um, I was looking on emulator. There's actually a huge modding scene for the X-Men legends games that mod in, uh, characters, both fan made and from other games. I love it. You can basically play as every X-Men character that has ever existed in those games with like full power sets and shit. Like the powers tend to be reskins of things already in the game because people aren't doing like coding and shit, but it's pretty neat. Like some of them have voice work. That is things like that. Wild. So, yeah, it's real neat. I, I discovered it some weird Google night, you know, <laughs> just kind of like, like mindlessly Googling. So. And I want, I wish they would do more with that. I, uh, I grabbed when it came to PS4, I think it was on sale or something. So I picked up like Marvel versus Capcom just as a, like a mindless button pusher. Mm-hmm. And man, like I just, you know, put, put more 2d X-Men in video games. I love that shit so much. Yeah. Like that stuff is so cool and it just doesn't exist. And because Marvel is so focused on the Avengers right yeah. now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the X-Men have to get good movies again. So we can get the uh, good video games about yeah, it. Yeah, we can get the guy from the office um, to be Cyclops. <laughs> Horrible idea. Like <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's too many. Like Cyclops isn't that kind of nerd. Um, the uh, the other thing too about uh, the '90s being a rough decade for comics is a hundred percent true. Uh, but I did just read reread Executioner's song, and it was really good. It's 12 issues and it's like legit, like a really fun comic with tons of really good fights. Dude, you've and, just been working that uh, fucking uh, Marvel and limited sub, huh? <laughs> I, I'm incredibly depressed here. That's sad. I'm, uh, That's I'm sad. so sad all the time. Uh, and reading comics in bed requires very little energy. That's true. You know? So, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody. Yes. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for listening. Uh, a reminder, the next two podcasts are going to be about the original days of future past and then we're going to go into some deadly genesis and they will be covering the original x-men number one so there's your lineup for the next uh month or so everybody all of that stuff should be available on marvel unlimited go check it out and um yeah, yeah. we'll be announcing what we're going to be doing after that in the meantime patreon.com slash tv um tell your friends uh you know tell your mom she'd love this podcast i'm sure mom's li- i Dude. Yeah. I, 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 moms love me. So I don't want, I mean, like, maybe not anymore. Maybe now that I'm 40, moms would be like, why are you here? But like when I was a kid, mom, moms, moms still me. love me. I just don't see them very often. Yeah. But moms really love me. Don't get a lot of mom action yeah. anymore, I guess. 2020, not a lot of mom action. It's the best. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, it's the best. Mom action. <laughs> it's better than mob action. It's true. Good night, everybody. Good night.